the Bible says, those who seek the Lord shall not lack anything good. That's Psalm 34.10. And Psalm 84.11 says, no good thing. Say, no good thing. Will he withhold from those who walk uprightly? So there's something you need to do. What is it? Walk uprightly. We're going to walk uprightly. We're going to walk as saints that believe the word of God and that have given him our heart and know that he's, his, eye, his eye is on the sparrow. His eye is on us all the time, every day, consistently. He cares for the things that you are concerned about. Amen. Oh, but isn't it good to love Jesus? Isn't it good to just give him your all every day, all the time? Yes. been in the book of Ruth and we are in chapter two. Hallelujah. We're at chapter two. Finally, everybody say chapter two. We made it. We made it. Hallelujah. So Ruth, your act of kindness is catching heaven's attention. Ruth's act of kindness caught heaven's gaze, caught heaven's attention. Everything that you do, that you do unto another individual, you know that you, you have to know this, that you're doing it as unto the Lord. Like every cup of cold water that you give, you're doing it as unto the Lord. Even when it goes unnoticed, even when no one knows, let me tell you, the best, the best um, gifts are stored up for those that will do it, not for man's praise, not for man's accolades, but for the Lord's approval, for the Lord's yes, for the Lord's affection, for the Lord is, his eyes are on the righteous. And the Bible says that his ears are attentive to their prayers. You've got to know that the Lord is hearing your prayers. Yeah. And as you sigh, you're like, oh, thank God. And it's true because it is. It's like, thank you, Jesus. Right? It brings comfort. It brings comfort, especially when you're going through something like, you know, like you're going through it. When, it go, when you're going through something, you know his eye is honest. His ears are attentive to our prayers. So, so, Ruth's concern for her mother-in-law, Naomi, caught the attention of a, her future husband, even though she didn't know it, right? He didn't know it, but yet God was doing something. God was doing, and he's still doing something. He's doing something in your life as well, even when you don't know it. And that's the point here. So when you don't know, because you can't see, will you be faithful? God is asking us to just be faithful to him. Being faithful with your everything, with your whole heart. Being faithful with your whole mind. Be faithful with everything that God has given you to do. Just be faithful. And know that God sees. He does see. So, so she was faithful. We know that she was faithful to her mother-in-law. And as she was faithful to her, her mother-in-law, Naomi, the two of them return. They return to Bethlehem. They, they heard that God had visited and brought forth um, you know, bread there. So I'm going to, let's read in Ruth 2 and in verse 2 and, and 3. So Ruth, the Moabitess, said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said, go, my daughter. And then she left and she went and she gleaned in the field after the reapers. 
And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Let's jump down to verse 5. Boaz said to the servant who was in charge of the reapers, he says, whose young woman is this? Because, see, he already heard of, of this woman, but he had never seen her. He didn't know who she was. And I want, I want to jump over to verse 11. Because in verse 11, it says, And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have led, left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people that you did not know before. He says, I have heard of what you have done. Again, if his eye is on the sparrow, how much more is his eye upon you? He says, I have already heard. I haven't seen you, but I've heard the report has been come. The report report has come to me. The report of the Lord has already reached his ears. What's happened in your life. The things that you've done that you've literally laid down your life and said, Lord, you know. Some of us can laugh because we know exactly what that means. Lord, it may seem a certain way, but you know. Mm-hmm. See, I love the I love the, the people in that have walked this walk. They go, yeah, mm-hmm. You know, you've walked enough to know it's not always as it appears. But Lord, you know. You know, you've seen it all. But he also sees our heart. And so when we can say, oh, God, not only do you see what has happened and not only do you see what, but you've also kept your eyes upon me. And because you have saturated me in your presence, because I've been transformed in the love of God, now I walk differently. Now I walk with my heart so engaged in him that nothing is going to be able to change that. Not one thing. Don't let not one thing separate you from the love of God. Don't let not one thing come in between your relationship with the Lord. Not one thing. But that is something you have to guard. Something you have to guard. So he had heard about this woman. And so now she's in his field. And she's gleaning. You have to understand something. When they would glean, okay, when, they, when the women went to go and glean, they basically just picked up what was left behind in the form of wheat or whatever it was that they were harvesting at that moment. And so they would pick up whatever was dropped or left behind, right? And so they were collecting it. it this, is the, this is how God provided for the poor. This is how God provided for the widows, Right? This is how he provided for them. So it was already in their law. This is how, this is how God had, because God's always looking to protect and provide for us, right? But he sends this man and he says, he says, you know, who, who is this woman? Well, who is she? It's like, oh, I've heard of her. I've heard of her. And what he does is he tells his reapers, don't lay a hand on her. Why? Because the reapers would take advantage of these women. And many of the women were raped. It was a dangerous thing, but it was something that they needed to do. Why? Because they needed to eat. They, this is how they were going to provide, be provided for, especially the widows and the poor, right? But they were also being taken advantage of. So at the same time, it's the way God had set it up, but it was also 
or it could be a, a dangerous position for them. But God sent this man. And, he's, and, and think about how our Heavenly Father. Remember I told you in the other uh, series, because we're in a series right now, how there's so many parallels as we go through this story of how our Heavenly Father protects and provides and takes care of us. And so Boaz, being the kinsman redeemer, in other words, he was next, he was, he was in line. There was somebody closer, but we're going to get to that in the next chapter. But he was in the family lineage to be that, that kinsman redeemer. He says, I, I'm going to provide for her. He says, I want you to drop extra and don't lay a hand on her. I want you to make sure that you purposely leave some. Don't you be picking up every single bit of grain. Drop some on purpose. As you walk, just drop it. Just go ahead and act like you don't know what you're doing, but drop it. Don't you be taking it all. And as he, and so she's going, and she's just gathering all this up, and she's gathering it all, and you know what she does? She brings it to Naomi. Her heart was not self-centered. It was not about her. It was not about what she could do or if she could arrive or how good she could be. Her heart was to help her mother-in-law of whom God had knit her heart together. Remember I told you at the last, our last service, Moabites and the Israelites, enemies, but Jesus, when Jesus is in the center, and God was at the center of their relationship, Christ takes the bitter waters and he makes them sweet. And that's exactly what the cross did. And so these two women, their hearts were knit together. And God, now he is at the core, even of this once formerly known as a Moabite woman, is now walking and learning the ways of the Lord. Amen. And so God's providing for her because God sees that her heart was, was certainly to do what is right. See, when, when, when he, and he's always looking at our heart. And when our heart is to do what is right, God says, I'm going to provide for them even when they didn't ask me. I'm, I'm going to take care of them even when they didn't even know to ask for that provision or that protection. You've got to know that many of the things that you've received in the way of answer prayer is because God has seen your walk and he's providing for you. He's protecting you. He's giving you things you haven't even asked for. When you start to walk in, wow, Lord, you're so good. I love you, Lord. You're so good. Thank you, Father God. And you walk as a child. God says, I want you to have simple faith. And, and, and I, look at, I, I look at Ruth, and, and I see simple faith. She didn't know a whole lot when it came to the Israelite God. Oh, she knew a lot about the pagan God, but that's not whom she was going to follow anymore. Not anymore. And so you may know a lot about your former walk, but God says, but fix your affections upon me. And she was fixing her affections upon the Lord and upon her mother-in-law because she loved God knit their hearts together. And that was a good thing. So I love that Boaz offers her protection and provision. And in verse eight, we can, we can look at verse eight of Ruth two. So then Boaz says to Ruth, you will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close to my young men. He already, he spotted her, and he says, okay, we're going to take care of her. We're going to protect her. He says, let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. 
Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face and she bowed down to the ground and she said, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? I want to stop right there because the most, I believe one of the things that the Lord loves so much about his people is true humility. When you walk in true humility and you know we are handmaidens of the Lord, he wants you to keep that posture. I don't care how many years you are walking in Christ. I don't care how many scriptures you have memorized. I don't care what, how many letters you have before your name and after your name. I don't care what your title may be or not may be. I don't care. And God doesn't care about that either. But what he does care about is do I have your heart and are you going to walk as a handmaiden of the Lord all the days of your life because you love him that much? She's like, wow. Why? Have I found such favor in your eyes? You have found favor. You have found favor in the eyes of the king. You've all found. Do you know that? See, it's important that you know that. Because, you know, there was, a, there was a day in my life I didn't know that. Was there a day in your life where you did not know that? I'm pretty sure that's for all of us. You know, there was a day in our life when we didn't know that. But then when... When your eyes are open and you realize what the word says, favor is for a lifetime, that God's favor is upon you, and you realize not only do you know it just intellectually because of what the scriptures say, but then when you have that encounter with the Lord and you know that you know that you know that the favor of God is upon your life everywhere you go, and you can't unfavor somebody that's favored by God. I'm sorry. Oh, you may try. You may get jealous. You may do this and that, but you can't unfavor somebody when God says, I've marked them out with favor. Sorry, you can't happen. Because I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. Isn't that right, Tim? The favor of God. So as we know this, we walk in this way, we realize, wow, God loves me so much. I, I, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. I'm remaining in him. And so he was protecting her. This is one of the things that he was doing. He was protecting. He says, don't go to another field. Stay here. He says, just stay here. And she's like, I'm a foreigner. What, what? And verse 11, we will reread this scripture. Boaz answered and said to her, it has been fully reported to me. Because she's asking the question, why am I so special? Why are you favoring me? And so this is when he says, um, he says, it has been fully reported. Guys, it was fully reported. Don't think for one minute your labor of love is going unnoticed. Don't think your prayer is going unnoticed. Don't think your acts of kindness are going unnoticed. He says it has been fully reported to me. It's been fully reported all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and your mother in the land of your birth, and you've come to the people whom you did not know. Then he says, the Lord repay your work and a full reward given to you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. See, see, right there, he was, he was modeling that father-like figure because we know that the word says in Psalm 91.4 91, that he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. 
He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. And so we see this father-like figure that's literally fathering her, even though he's going to become her husband, right? He's fathering, he's showing his protection, but in reality, it's a model of what Jesus Christ has done for us. How he is the ultimate, ultimate father, and how he protects and provides for his very own we go over to verse 19. It says, And her mother-in-law said to her, Where have you gleaned today? And where did you work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. Do you see the story being unfolded just right before our very eyes? We already know the story, so but I want you to see it in their eyes. He says, Where did you she says, Where did you go work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. And so she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked, and and she said, the man's name with whom I worked with today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed is he of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and to the dead. And then that's when she went on and said, He is a close relative of ours. He's a close relative of ours. And so we're going we're gonna to stop and we're going to put a pause in the story right there. But we're going to see just just what God does in this beautiful love story. And it's not just a love story that was written in the Old Testament and it does not apply to us. Oh, it applies to us very, very much. It applies to us because God is the same yesterday and today and forever. And when you know your heavenly father as your husband, as your maker, as your husband, how many of you are married in this room? Just raise your hand if you're married. How many of you are not married? Okay, so it's about half. So whether you're married or not, I want you to know God says in his word, your maker is your husband. If you don't already have a revelation of your maker being your husband, father, give him a revelation of that. This is not a gender thing. This does not just apply to the women in this room. God is a spirit. This does not just apply to those that are female. God says, I want to be your maker, yes, but I also want to be your husband. I want to be so close to you. I want to be so close that you feel my closeness, that you know my love for you, that you know that my eyes are upon you, that you know that I hear when you cry, that you know that, you, that I hear your, cry, your prayer even before a word is spoken. I already know what's on your tongue. Even before you even speak it, God already knows it. I'm going to end with this. Because I know this one thing. Just as, as the Lord draws you into his loving kindness, as he does this, and it's a continual thing, as he draws you into his loving kindness, as he draws you into that love affair with him, the things of this world, they just pale in comparison to what we've received in him. And this love story that we're, we're reading in Ruth is just a glimpse. But what God wants to offer us is so much more.